Well, hello there, guys. These next two episodes are not actually a two-part series, but rather they're going to be two episodes that are related, but they are solo standing shows. In today's episode, we're going to talk about some important facts that one should know about care and maintenance of your private junk. And in the episode that is going to be out next week, I'm going to add some stories about my own experiences with some sex stuff. It's kind of a story time, but with other info in it. Most of the info that I am going to tell you is not going to be anything that's an earth-shattering surprise. If you're sexually active, I'm sure a lot of this you've heard before. However, I think it's always a good rule of thumb to review practices periodically and there will also be some guys from around the world that maybe haven't heard some of this before. So for you, it will be particularly important. And the way I did this is I have some of the new material mixed in with some excerpts of older deleted episodes. And I've reworked both these things into this episode together. So you may notice some changes in my voice tone and how the recording sounds as they were done with my old microphone. So please do bear with the tonal changes. So anyways, let's begin. I am Joey Hernandez, and you are listening to an Older Gay Guy Show podcast. Thank you for joining me today. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com. Just before I begin this today, I want to tell you about an inner conflict I've been having and kind of get your opinion on it. When I go back to my old shows and I take excerpts out of them to put into a new show, most of the time when I listen to the real old ones, although the recording quality is not as good, I seem to have more personality coming out when I do them. And when I do these serious kind of topics where, you know, there's information that I think is important to make sure that you're aware of. But when I do that, I usually script it because I don't want to be stumbling over my words. And then it sounds to me like it's just very bland and boring. So I've been kind of arguing with myself about serious topics and how to do them. So I do have points to talk about today, but it's not going to be so scripted that there's no personality in it, if that makes sense. And when you hear the excerpts from the old shows, I can pretty much guarantee you're going to know right away which ones are are the old shows because I just talk and have personality different. So I just want you to be aware of that as I move forward with my shows I do want to have more of me in them. Okay, so let's begin by discussing cut versus uncut dicks. Now, as I have a worldwide audience, the majority of people in other countries are probably not circumcised. And for all my listeners in the U.S., which is my biggest block of listeners, I think the majority of us are circumcised. 
The topic of circumcision is one that has been debated for centuries. Just so we're on the same page here, circumcision is a surgical removal of the foreskin, which is that retractable fold of skin that covers the head of the penis. While circumcision is a common practice in some cultures and also in some religions, Others view it as unnecessary and a potentially harmful procedure, and you can count myself with that. So let's talk about the differences between circumcised and uncircumcised penises and the potential advantages and disadvantages of each of those. So first, let's discuss the physical difference between a circumcised and an uncircumcised penis. A circumcised penis has had the foreskin removed, leaving the head of the penis exposed. This exposes the glands, the sensitive tip of the penis, to constant friction and can lead over time to a decreased sensitivity. Now, the people I know that are uncut, my husband being one of them, have very, very sensitive heads of their dick to the point where don't even touch it kind of thing. My dick being circumcised, you could bang the head of it onto a counter, you know, whack, whack. And, you know, it's not going to be as sensitive. In contrast to that, an uncircumcised penis retains its foreskin and that acts as a natural lubricant and protects the glands from direct stimulation. The foreskin is also a highly sensitive erogenous zone, and many men report increased pleasure during sexual activity as a result of that. And again, I can speak from knowledge as I love uncircumcised dicks, and absolutely, there is a natural lubrication, which is great. You don't need to be using Astroglide all over the place, and uh, it's definitely increased my pleasure and probably the person also with the uncircumcised dick. Now, another difference between the two types of penises is, unfortunately, hygiene. The foreskin can trap sweat and urine and bacteria, which can lead to infections and unpleasant odors if not properly cleaned. Now, this is a concern for uncircumcised men who must be diligent in cleaning their genitals to prevent these issues. And again, from experience, there's a lot of people with uncircumcised dicks that don't know the cleansing process they should probably do. So if you are uncut and you are in the U.S. and you maybe don't know the proper cleaning of it, please speak to your doctor. Now, in contrast to that, circumcised men don't have to worry as much about hygiene because the lack of foreskin makes cleaning of the dick easier. There are also potential health benefits and risks associated with circumcision. For example, circumcision has been shown to reduce the risk of urinary tract infections in infants and children. It can also lower the risk of certain sexually transmitted infections such as HIV and herpes. However, these benefits are relatively small and may not outweigh the potential risks and harms of the procedure. Now, I will admit, kind of jokingly, 
kind of not. If my parents were still alive, I would probably sue them (laughs) over my circumcision. People have actually done that. And it is important to know that if you are uncircumcised, you have the potential risk of HIV more so and herpes more so because of some sort of receptors that exist in the foreskin. It's easy to break the skin blood barrier. But one potential risk of circumcision is complications during the procedure, such as excess bleeding or infection. And while these are rare, they can be very serious and require medical attention. In addition, some men report decreased sensitivity and sexual satisfaction after being circumcised. And I assume that that really is referencing guys that maybe are circumcised as adults, which if it's medically necessary, I understand. If it's not, personally, I would never do it. So it's likely due to the removal of the foreskin, which contains nerve endings that contribute to sexual pleasure. However, studies on the long-term effects of circumcision on sexual function and satisfaction have yielded mixed results, with some showing absolutely no difference between circumcised and uncircumcised men. The decision of whether to circumcise a child is often made by the parents and the cultural and the religious factors have a dominant role in that decision. However, it's important to consider the potential risks and benefits of the procedure before making a decision. It's also important to ensure that the procedure is performed by a qualified medical professional in a sterile environment. And I believe that Orthodox Jewish people still have rabbis do the circumcision. The majority of the time, I guess it's fine, but it would be a little nerve-wracking. So the debate over circumcision ends up being a complicated one with valid arguments really on both sides. And while circumcision can provide some health benefits, it also carries risks and can lead to decreased sensitivity and satisfaction. So ultimately, the decision to circumcise should be made really on a case-by-case basis and should take into account the individual's health the culture they live in, and the religious beliefs and personal preferences. Okay, so I'm going to break up the monotony a little bit. I'm going to leave the facts behind just for a short time, and I'm going to put in an excerpt from the old show that I had done. Now, this is from episode 11 of the show, and as you will hear, it does sound different, but I think it kind of gives you a little bit of a chuckle. So I'm going to put this excerpt for a few minutes, and then I will be back to finish the facts. I love my dick. <laughs> Let me say that right right in out there. I love my dick. In the early 90s, do you remember Marky Mark, who's now Mark Wahlberg, the actor? But when he was younger, he was Marky Mark, and he was a lead singer of a band, and he used to always drop his pants on stage and just have white underwear on. And I, I just thought he was really hot at the time. This is like early 90s. So he had this book put out that was 
pictures of him on tour, pictures of him working out, a bunch of shots of him standing with his pants dropped down to the floor on stage. So I bought the book. (laughs) What the fuck? You know, it was like $19 or something. So I bought that book and he dedicated that book to his dick. I kid you not. And I think (laughs) I feel the same way about my dick. So obviously I want to take care of it. I don't want it to fall off or anything. So I regularly get STD checks. I think everybody should do that. Now that I'm married, it might be a little less, but I'm still going to be conscious enough to have STD checks all the time, sexually transmitted diseases. So try to do that on a regular basis. I know it kind of sucks because one of the tests is they stick a Q-tip into the slot of your dick and work it around a little bit. And it's not a pleasant feeling. I mean, even, even if you like things up there, it's not a pleasant feeling. And it's just one of those things that I think you should do like once a year or something, you can handle it. You know, it's like when they stick their finger up your bum and feel your prostate for health in your prostate. But that sticking the Q-tip into the head of your dick is one of the things that I will talk about later on when I talk about sounding, because I've always had a fear about that. And when they do stick the Q-tip in me, it is something that I dread, (laughs) but I know it has to be done. So I just deal with it. The last thing about dick health I want to talk about is my doctor has told me that as you age, you really need to make sure that you're coming on a regular basis. And he said three to four times a week, just to keep your prostate healthy and the whole system that's built in you to create the semen and shooting out the semen and all of that. So if you're not with someone and you are not someone that hooks up all the time or sporadically, it's probably a good idea that you whack off like three to four times a week and just make sure things are working. I'm not trying to give you any kind of medical advice on that. (laughs) I don't think telling you to shoot three or four times a week is uh, any kind of medical advice. Okay, so let's finish up some facts about the penis. Hog facts, dick facts, prick facts, junk facts. Important facts. Care of your penis. Now, the penis is an important part of the male anatomy, (laughs) you betcha, and is essential for sexual function and overall health. However, many men may not give enough attention to the care of their penis, leading to a range of issues including infection, discomfort, and even erectile dysfunction. So let's talk a little bit about essential tips for the care of your penis helping you to maintain good health and function. First thing, use protection. An important aspect of penis care is protection during sexual activity. Using a condom during sexual intercourse is an essential way to protect against sexually transmitted infections, STIs, and unwanted pregnancy. Chances are you're okay on that part. Condoms work by preventing bodily fluids from passing between partners, reducing the risk of transmission of STIs, including chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, and herpes. 
Condoms are widely available at drugstores or in supermarkets and online retailers, and there are many different types and sizes to choose from. Also, colors comes in many colors, including black. It's important to select a condom that fits well and is made from high-quality materials to ensure maximum protection. Let me just take a moment to interject a bit of a personal warning here. Many gay guys think that now that there is PrEP, that sex is once again a free-for-all. PrEP, while being fantastic and a great protection against HIV, it does not give you any protection for other STDs, such as gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, hepatitis, and HPV human papilloma virus. Personal to me is that HPV can cause cancer. It is responsible for me needing two butt operations, one operation to remove a quarter of my tongue, and now I'm having a biopsy done under general anesthesia to have another area of my tongue checked. And the first operation I had for my tongue seemed that it nicked my vocal cord, resulting in my voice now having a gravelly, smoker's kind of voice when I tire. So, please guys, watch these things. If you have anal warts, see your doctor immediately, as that is a precursor to HPV cancer. And another point that I think is important. Remember back in the 1970s, no one had any idea that HIV was percolating in some of us. It was a mystery that took a couple of years for medical professionals to figure out. And then now think of the pandemic. Although COVID was not considered as a sexual transmission thing necessarily, it of course was, as droplets and close contact were methods of transmission. No one saw COVID coming except possibly disease researchers probably knew that we were susceptible to some kind of pandemic eventually. It was the healthier people, those who ate healthy, exercised regularly, were in good shape, and were a healthy weight and non-smokers that were the ones who battled COVID much easier. My point is we never know what could be coming in the future. Taking care of ourselves, including sexually, is one way to possibly prevent something that will show up down the road. Okay, so let's finish up the facts about care of the penis. Smoking can cause damage to the blood vessels that supply the penis, reducing blood flow and impairing sexual function. So if you're a smoker, quitting can have a range of benefits for your overall health, including improved sexual function. There are many different resources available to help you quit smoking, including nicotine replacement therapy, counseling, and support groups. Something I strongly believe in and is probably the reason why I'm still alive to this day. Exercise regularly. Regular exercise is an important aspect of maintaining good health and can have many benefits for sexual function. Exercise can help improve cardiovascular health, increasing blood flow to the penis, and reducing the risk of erectile dysfunction. 
In addition to cardiovascular exercise, there are specific exercises that can help improve sexual function. One of these exercises is Kegels, which involve contracting and relaxing the muscles of the pelvic floor. Kegels can help improve erectile function as well as reducing the risk of premature ejaculation. Eat a healthy diet. A healthy diet is very much an essential aspect of maintaining good health and can help reduce the risk of ED. A diet that is high in fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, and whole grains can help reduce inflammation in the body, improve cardiovascular health, and promote overall well-being. In addition to these general dietary recommendations, there are also specific foods that can have a positive impact on sexual function. Foods that are high in zinc, such as oysters, can help boost testosterone levels, while foods that are high in antioxidants, such as berries, can help reduce oxidative stress in the body. Manage chronic conditions. If you have a chronic health condition, such as diabetes or heart disease, it is essential to work with your health care provider to manage your condition effectively. These conditions can increase the risk of erectile dysfunction and other sexual issues, making it essential to take steps to manage them effectively. This may involve making dietary changes, exercising regularly, taking medication, or making other lifestyle modifications. So let's move from our dicks down to our balls for a moment. And I want to talk about a condition, and it's very common, and you may not know what it is. If you see little spots that are kind of raised, and they look like little black or dark blue or dark red little things on your balls. It's on your balls most commonly. Sometimes it can also be on your dick. It happens mostly when you get older, like 45 and over, and they are called angiokeratomas of four dice. Four dice happened to be the guy that discovered it <laughs> or named it or whatever. So um, that's that. But the angiokeratoma is what those little spots are. And they don't go away, as you may notice. They just don't go away. And if you pick at them or you take a razor and shaving your balls and you happen to nick them, blood will come out because they do raise up right along the blood vessels in your balls. So if you do have this, first thing to know is it's not dangerous in any way. Probably they will not go away. You can see a doctor, he may suggest something, but for the most part, it appears that there is not a universal cure for that. But don't worry, because the spots, while not appearing very nice, in fact, it, it can be embarrassing, to be honest with you, if someone's going to go down on you and you have these black spots bots all over your balls. I mean, it's not a pretty picture. And if you do go online, there are forums where people discuss this all the time and about different things that they've done to try to get rid of them. And I don't, again, want to give you any kind of advice or medical advice. So check it out online. Again, it's angiokeratomas of four dice. 
and see what people do to help alleviate the situation. And as I'm not a doctor, please always consult your physician before you do anything. I think it would be wise if you do have this, have your doctor check it out. It's probably nothing, but I don't know. It could be something. So please, please, please always check with your doctor about any kind of things regarding your health. Okay, so let's talk about care of your testicles. So testicles are an essential part of the male reproductive system. They produce sperm and testosterone, the hormone responsible for male characteristics like body hair, muscle mass, and sex drive. Caring for your testicles is essential for maintaining good reproductive health, and it's something that all men should take seriously. Let's discuss some of the tips. Perform regular self-exams. Self-exams are an excellent way to detect any changes or abnormalities in your testicles. It's best to perform these exams in the shower when your scrotum is relaxed. Gently roll each testicle between your thumb and fingers to feel for any lumps, swelling, or changes in size. If you notice anything unusual, see a doctor immediately. Wearing supportive underwear can help prevent injury to your testicles. Choose briefs or boxer briefs that provide a snug fit and keep your testicles in place. Loose-fitting underwear can cause your testicles to bounce around, which can lead to discomfort and even injury. Practice good hygiene. Good hygiene is crucial for keeping your testicles healthy. Wash your scrotum and penis regularly with mild soap and warm water. Avoid using harsh soaps or chemicals that can irritate the skin. Dry your scrotum thoroughly after showering or bathing to prevent moisture buildup, which can lead to fungal infections. Sports and other physical activities can put your testicles at risk for injury. Always wear protective gear like a cup when playing contact sports or engaging in other activities where you could get hit in the groin. Even minor injuries to the testicles can cause pain and swelling, so it's important to take precautions. Maintain a healthy lifestyle. That is essential for overall health, including reproductive health. Eating a balanced diet getting regular exercise, and avoiding smoking and excessive alcohol consumption can all help to keep your testicles healthy. Obesity and other lifestyle factors can negatively impact testosterone levels, which can lead to a variety of health problems. Regular checkups with a healthcare provider are essential for maintaining good reproductive health. Your doctor can perform a physical exam and check for any abnormalities in your testicles or other reproductive organs. They may also recommend routine screenings for conditions like testicular cancer, which is highly treatable when caught early. If you notice any changes or abnormalities, see a healthcare provider immediately. Taking care of your testicles is an essential part of being a healthy man and it is something that should not be overlooked. And I just want to add to those 
the fact that we always hear that testicular cancer is a young man's illness. Usually by 25 to 30, if you haven't had it, chances are you won't get it. But that is not always the case. So you should always, no matter what your age, still be checking your testicles at least once a month while in the shower. And if you do feel any lumps or any abnormalities, please see your doctor immediately. Okay, so today's episode had a lot of facts in it. Now, granted, these shows might not be the most entertaining or certainly not the funniest, but I think this information's important, so I do thank you for giving me the time to present it to you. But coming up in the next episode is Manscaping, Masturbation, Dick Pumps, and Sounding. This will be more story time based than today's show, and some of it will be humorous. So please do check in next week and give it a chance. Also coming up in the near future will be another story time episode that was pulled from an old episode of this show. I had moved it to the now deleted Joey After Dark podcast during my finger quotes sexual content purge finger quotes, and I'm re-editing it into a new episode. Also down the line will be a serious episode about suicide, including a story time about my own experience with that. Also still in the development phase is Old Amusement Parks of New England. I have no timetable for that, but it is still in development. So it's going to be a good spring of content as long as my health luck holds out, knock on wood, and I will keep you updated. Meanwhile, I'll be back with manscaping, masturbation, dick pumps, and sounding next weekend. Ciao, mis amigos. Bye for now.